The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about building an SEO agency and where SEO should sit in your organization. Joining us is both Justin Abrams and Michael Rispoli, who are the co-founders of Cause of a Kind, which is a creative collective and boutique digital agency for business entrepreneurs and innovators. Cause of a Kind provides creative direction, marketing, and web development services to organizations with missions supporting environmental and social responsibility. And today, Justin and Michael and I are going to talk about the importance of an SEO-first developer mentality. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. On with the show, here's my conversation with Justin Abrams and Michael Rispoli, the co-founders of Cause of a Kind. Justin, Michael, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having us. Excited to have you both on the show. It's a two for the price of one episode here on the VOS pod. Uh, Thank you both for for making the time. So you guys are in a relatively early stage agency. I guess you've kind of hit a, you know, you've had some traction, had some success, and you come from varying backgrounds. Let's start off. Tell us a little bit about how you got into the agency game and how did you start taking on SEO clients? First of all, Mike and I have been friends for our whole lives. We grew up uh, as rock climbing buddies out here on Long Island and have never left the outdoors or very far from each other. We live 20 minutes apart. You know, so for our careers, we've specialized in SaaS model agency and full stack development. I myself come specifically from startup land and in a client services and marketing specialist role. 
And now I have the privilege of working for some of the most recognizable brands in the world in a consultative capacity. And I represent some of the most recognizable logos and help them directly with their SEO strategy and crossing the chasm between developer-first strategy, what's best for the human experience, and of course, SEO. And I partner very closely, of course, for many, many years prior to even thinking about developing an agency with Mike, right? Just like our paths cross from uh, an intersection of knowledge. And then, you know, I'll let Mike introduce himself, but Mike is the CTO of Cause of a Kind and runs uh, quite a large development circle as of right now, which help organizations, like you said, Ben, all over the world with various business challenges to help solve some of those with uh, custom software solutions. So Mike, Justin's the SEO in the room and you guys are buddies from, you know, back in the day. You've been living on Long Island a couple of minutes away how did he talk you into taking your engineering and development background to help support him and his SEO clients? Yeah, yeah. So I think that it was a little bit of both. It's an interesting story how we got started. We were surfing one day and I think we were looking to just start a business. Like it didn't even come out of like, I want to do SEO or I want to do development. And we tried to make a t-shirt company that well, yeah, that, that's pretty much was the start of Cause of a Kind. We started making t-shirts and we were going to sell them on behalf of not-for-profits, like a social responsibility kind of business. And uh, we quickly realized, wow, this is really hard. <laughs> Starting from zero is really hard. And also we had no real skill. You know, we, I was doing design, which wasn't in my wheelhouse. Justin was trying to manage an e-commerce site, which wasn't in his wheelhouse. We were having a quite a struggle. We had to deal with supply chains. I remember there was quite a bit to it. So ultimately it was a cool idea. And then we started to think about software ideas. We had the idea for a couple of SaaS products. None of them really took off after we built them. But what started to happen was the connections we made through working with the not-for-profits for the t-shirt business and trying to like interview people for these software ideas we had. They started to ask us if they could build their websites, if we could do their marketing and it just it quite organically just happened where we said, maybe we should be an agency. You know, the entrepreneurship stories are always fun ones to hear. And I'll, I know this episode's about you guys, but I'll tell you a little bit about my experience because it's similar. I started a company while I was working at eBay as a side project. And I didn't have the domain yet. It was going to be a guitar lesson website. I didn't figure out what the name was. So I called it Ben J. Shap LLC. My name's Benjamin Shapiro. You know, there was another Ben Shapiro. So... I threw an LLC at the bottom of it, all lowercase, because I want to be unique. And uh, eventually I figured out, well, okay, my guitar lesson website is going to be called strumschool.com. And it was Ben J. Shap LLC DBA Strum School. And Strum School was kind of running and I was doing it nights and weekends. It was time to give it up and get a real paycheck. So I started consulting for a company, but I wanted to have some legal protection. So I turned my strum school to have its own consulting arm. And the next thing you know, Ben J. Shap LLC was a consulting agency. And then the consulting agency needed uh, some promotion and needed a content strategy. So I launched a couple of podcasts. And now Ben J. Shap LLC is a media and content production company. So more of the story is I hear you going from, well, let's make some T-shirts. Actually, I think we're better at uh, consulting service. Well, you know, your, your business can really iterate over time and eventually you figure out what you're good at. Now, you guys are obviously talented and well-spoken. You mentioned the developer first SEO mentality. Talk to me about what that means and you know, how do you apply it in your business? 
Yeah. So, you know, I think you obviously are very well positioned and see it very clearly. There's a big challenge in the SEO community, which is to be able to gain a little bit of authority and partnership with the development side of any organization, right? I just think that in the continuum, in the maturation of businesses, one of the ways that organizations are trying to improve in their maturation and move towards, let's say, digital centers of excellence are really try to bridge the gap between that human experience marketing capacity and the fact that you know SEO is assessing the largest audience that we have access to and trying to utilize SEO best practices from a development-first perspective. So it's a really interesting thing that we try to do at our agency, which is to take some of the fundamentals of SEO. We're not talking about like, keyword experiences here. We're not talking about creating content. We're talking about like taxonomy and URL structure. We're talking about the right and the wrong way to perform, let's say, technical migrations or what are the best ways to run core web vitals from a technical perspective? And what does that development team need to do to be responsive and adaptive to what's happening within algorithm shift? I think what's really cool is our ability here at our agency is that Mike and I sit 100% next to each other on every single role, every single build, every single consultation. And the goal for us is to always hybrid our brains together to make sure that we are doing what is not only best for the engine, search engine, but what is also best for the human and what achieves the business goal as successfully as possible. I feel like there's always debates within SEO of, am I writing for humans or am I writing for the search engine? What matters more? Do I have to worry about visibility or do I worry about when somebody actually gets to my content? Is it going to convert? And, you know, there's those types of debates. There's also internal ones where I got to build a website, but I also have to think about it from the human and from the engineering perspective. Mike, You've had the engineering background. So talk to me about why this is such a struggle for developers and engineers to sort of embrace and think about, I don't know, SEO-centric thinking as they're developing. Yeah, yeah. I think that we have this conversation all the time. SEO has like two sides to it in my mind. There's an extremely measured side, which is like, I have this data, I can prove that this thing we're going to do works and developers are very responsive to that. Then there's this whole other side of SEO that's like very ambiguous. I want to change this thing just to see what it does. And developers, I think, tend to not be responsive to that kind of stuff where it's sort of like, and then maybe a few months down the line, we're like, we don't even know if it did anything. Justin and I talk about this like URL structure, for instance, you know, like I want to just change the URL to this, or I need, you know, now we got to do a whole bunch of 301s and all this stuff to handle it. It's like, it might work. It might not. People don't know the algorithm 100%. Maybe we'll roll it back. Maybe you'll be doing this work for nothing, or maybe this will have an impact. I'm not sure, but will you do it anyway? Exactly, exactly. And so I think this is like a lot of the struggle. And when Justin and I try and like do this stuff, we kind of realize that like it doesn't really help anyone to just like make stuff up. So we try and be extremely measured about everything. We try and be more on that measured side where we're like, if we can't prove it works, we want to think twice about it. I think a lot of people spend their SEO budget and we found this to be true. Like, you know, they'll hire an SEO company and they'll just like burn hours because they didn't have anything. I'm like, oh, let's just change all the meta tags like and, and see what happens, you know, that kind of thing. And, and we want it to be the opposite of that and, and say like, all right, well, we want to do a thing and measure it and do a thing and measure it. And I think that resonates well with engineers. But I also think that a lot of times the SEO team and the development team just sit in separate rooms and the development team builds everything and then the SEO team gets it. And we also want to break that paradigm entirely. 
where SEO is taken into account right from the start. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So it seems like there is a chicken or the egg problem here where you're saying, well, look, we try to have data and we try to know what's going to work and we want to be very thoughtful about, you know, spending the development resources time. Generally, those are really expensive resources and also limited and on the flip side, if you don't experiment, you don't really know what works. So Justin, help me understand, you know, how do you figure out, well, I want to experiment and I want to test to see if something works. I might need some development resources and hey, development, I've proven that this works. This is going to have a business result. Absolutely. Such a good question. I think there's really two perspectives also that we want to really take into consideration here. When Mike and I are talking about a build for us, like we're starting from scratch, Right? Like maybe we're going through a migration, but like that gives us the ability to be thoughtful about that experience right there. It's a different story when you're talking to, let's say, an enterprise level brand, right? Like they're not as agile. They can't be as prescriptive and pivot as easily as a small agency would be able to do from an agility perspective. So I think when you take those two personas into consideration, right, there's a couple of key factors that we want to take into consideration when communicating effectively between SEOs and developers. Both parties are understanding a couple fundamental things, right? Everybody wants to be progressive in their user experience and their user interface capacity, right? So if an SEO can come to the table with some audience-generated knowledge, right? Maybe it's a little bit of a demand trend over time for like the performance of a domain that went through this type of a change. And like we take that data from the field and we present that to a development team to create a compelling argument to try and prove the case. It could also be something of, you know, maybe there is a notable algorithm change. So for example, Core Web Vitals is right upon us as we speak, right? That's in the wheelhouse of a development team to make effective change towards, but it's in the wheelhouse of an SEO team to do the discovery, to do the competitive comparison, to really understand if we're at parity with our competitive audience and community, or do we have to make fundamental changes in order to improve? So it really is no matter like what the angle of the business, it's really critical to provide a data-backed authoritative use case, remove the emotion from the conversation entirely and use true data and market intelligence to help drive development decisions. The thing that sticks out to me that you said is use data and market intelligence. And you guys get to cheat, right? You can say, hey, we've done these migrations before. And if you do it 
this way or that way, you know, here's what the trade-offs are. That's kind of the benefit of agencies is they got a lot of chances to figure out what works and what doesn't. So for the SEOs who don't have an agency, don't have the opportunity to have that experience instead of saying, all right, look, using migrations as an example, I've done two migrations. One I did with my left hand, one I did with my right hand. The one with my right hand did better. Let's do this one with my right hand. Sometimes you're just starting and doing things from scratch and you have to start experimenting to figure out what works. So Justin, how do you use market intelligence to basically influence your developer team to say, look, this is what we're seeing outside of our specific website, but what we know actually works? Of course. So like in my arena for SEO, there's typically two different perspectives. Seems like the common number for today, right? Two different perspectives for generating data. One is going to be about audience-generated data, demand for the different product, services, solutions that a business offers. Or it's going to be KPI-rich level data, right? Like if you have the ability to tap into an organization's analytics, or if you're using like a third-party vendor solution to be able to obtain SEO data to see some history of performance, the goal is to really identify some organizations that have been through some similar challenges, right? Like it's a pretty easy idea to go and approach somebody else's domain or piece of software you know, run some built with or Wappalizer or, and kind of understand what's under the hood and where somebody has come from, right? Like there's tons of opportunities out there from like way back or all sorts of different ways to see where a brand has come from and what were the challenges that they experienced moving through. And whatever your suite of tools are, right? The ability to digest some of that data and really understand like market level intelligence. What is either my consumer persona telling me about what I need to do to my website in order to make that experience better? Is it that I have to do like a comprehensive video strategy? Do I have to work on my navigation? Do I need a better mobile experience? Like what are the things that my competitive audience is telling me? What are the things that my consumer audience is telling me? I think you bring up a very good point here, though, where I think we're very different. We honestly don't think about the algorithm a lot. Like Google is developing its algorithm. If you've ever noticed the trend of especially Core Web Vitals, right? It's what do the users want? It used to be when I first started in web development, it was all about hacking the algorithm. It was, oh, let's make all the text white and put it in the background. Doesn't look good in the design, but we'll try and get Google to crawl it. My favorite SEO hack of all time, white text on a white background. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Like make it like a little message to your teacher at the bottom of the essay in real small font or something like that, you know, (laughs) some weird things like that. And we kind of were like, this is crazy. And, And SEOs are still doing this. Google is rapidly trying to say, okay, if the site is faster, it's going to rank better. But why do they care about that? Because users like fast sites. If you have a good mobile site, it's going to rank better. Why do they care about that? Because there's more mobile users. If your site has accessibility built in mind, right, using proper labels, it's good for screen readers, et cetera, you're going to rank better because users want that stuff. So we always sit down as developers and SEOs and designers all in the same room. And we're like, what do the users want? If we do a good job there, we should be getting to a place where we are going to rank better. Yes, there is some research, right, which is really out of my, like, things that the developers don't care about, which is what's the copy going to be? Is it keyword rich, all that? You know, on the development side, you can make the copy whatever you want. I I don't care as much about that. That kind of offloads the SEO, like the actual real meat of what's going on to Justin's team, which is like, let's make some real copy that people care about here. And all the rest from development perspective, it's not to satisfy some algorithm, 
we want accessible sites because we want 100% of people to be able to use all of our customers' sites. We want fast sites because we want our conversion rates to be better. Nobody wants to be sitting, waiting for an add to cart button to click or a page to load for too long. Nobody wants cumulative layout shift. You know, people say, oh, well, the algorithm cares about that. Yeah, but people don't like that either. Like all the ads, you ever been on a news site that got bought by somebody and then the article's just jumping all over the place because they quickly tried to monetize it overnight? Google dings them for that because users don't like that. So that's why all that content's on Twitter. <laughs> that's correct. That is correct. So we're constantly saying to ourselves, like, we are always like, everybody's doing SEO wrong in a lot of ways because they're always like, let's hack the algorithm. Forget the algorithm. All the algorithm is doing is keeping up with the user trends anyway. It's trying to force people to do things they should care about. Which doesn't sound like a developer first mentality. If you ask me, it really sounds like a a marketer's mentality of thinking about the user and what that experience is. Mike, the last question I have for you today, you know, we're talking about basically how do you communicate between SEO and developers and why you should take a development first mindset. When Justin comes to you and he's like, I've got this data and I've been looking around at the research for my industry, what's the cue that you know that he's full of shit? <laughs> so I think that for me, the key to know that he's full of shit, I think there's a pretty canned SEO response. And it usually, for me, that it's something along the lines of this. Google tells us a bunch of things. We're not really sure how heavily they weigh this, or it's something to the effect of, well, if I knew exactly what Google wanted, I'd be a billionaire right now. If anybody knew it, things like that. Like, you know, when I try and say like, how do you know that this is going to work? I try and like probe like that. And it'll usually be some kind of response like that. Well, if I knew that, I would be, you know, we would be much richer, right? If, if we just had the algorithm in front of us, that's usually the cue to me that we're trying something. We're taking a leap of faith. <laughs> Look, the reason why I asked that question the way I did, other than just to try to be funny, it's an important point. When you're thinking about how to communicate with your development team, in this case, Mike and Justin work together for a long time. They've got a great relationship. One's an SEO, one's a developer. Communication happens naturally you might not have that relationship in your organization. You know, you might have to go and present a business case and allocate your resources. Mostly if you're an enterprise company, you're dealing with train seats and ticketing and God knows what to get a developer to put his fingers on the keyboard to work on SEO. And so you do have to present a business case. And on the flip side, there is always going to be a challenge of, hey, we are experimenting here. And honestly, my thought is, look, we have to have some sort of an experimentation budget when it comes to how we're allocating our development resources. And the more that you could be like, look, we are setting up a test and here's what we expect and here's the field data or here's the anecdotal data that we're testing, you know, I think that probably will get you a long way with your developers as opposed to just saying, I know this is going to work if you really don't. And that's how Mike is sniffing out whether Justin's full of shit or not. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Justin Abrams and Mike Rispoli, the co-founders of Cause of a Kind. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Justin and Mike and I are going to talk about using SEO as the digital epicenter and voice for the customer. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Justin and Mike, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Their company's Twitter handle is Cause of a Kind, C-A-U-S-E, O-F-A-K-I-N-D, or you could visit their company's website, which is causeofakind.com. They're also starting a new podcast talking a little bit about the agency startup life. It's called Strictly From Nowhere. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about Mike and Justin's experience starting their business, check out Strictly From Nowhere podcasts. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing, insights in your podcast feed we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week so hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day all right that's it for today but until next time remember the answers are always in the data we'll be right back.